Hello, podcasters. Hey, hey. How's it going? Good, good. Good show today. Jason Derulo joined us. Yes, he warmed up. He did. Oh, I think it was just a bit of a um, a delay. Mm. Uh, yeah, in the... Uh, like in your brain right now. <laughs> yes. Correct. Yeah, but I meant he was over There's a LA. delay in my brain all the yeah, time. Yeah, I always always say it's like a little mouse in my brain. Running on a treadmill. Running on a treadmill, and sometimes it goes, oh, whoopsie, I went the wrong way, and sometimes <laughs> it gets off to get something to eat. Yeah. And then it just gets yeah. a little bit confused. I thought, what? That's right, I was on there. <laughs> what was I doing again? <laughs> sometimes it's running fast, sometimes it's running slow, but we are speaking to Fat Man Scoob, which means he's obviously coming back. Yes. Oh, yeah. And then on Friday, we're going to announce the lineup for Friday's Live. Nice. I guess when do we him, talk to so... Fatman? And sometime this week, I think. Yeah. Next week? Hang on. Actually, well, no, it'll be Friday. We'll be right, Friday, Friday on the show. Ah, he's yeah. going to tell us. Uh... He's going to tell us a lineup. Right. There we he, go. Let's get him to sing it. I think he will. All right. Uh, well, let's uh, get into it, everyone. Here is the podcast. Stab Abby and Matt on B105. Hey, what's happening, people? It's Jason Derulo. I he is on the voice this year. Woo! You're gonna be able to see him Sunday, August sixth. Uh, Jason Derulo, buddy, great to talk to you this morning. Yeah, likewise, likewise. How you guys doing? Yeah, we're good. We're very good. We're very excited that you are on the voice because it is such a big show, and you're gonna be alongside uh, Guy Sebastian, Jessica Malboy, and Rita Ora. Yeah, yeah, that is. Yep. What's it been like this year? Um, you know, because we always see. I love what I love about the voice is the people who they bring on and the stories behind them. Um, you can always tell someone who's going to get through because they get the most sort of like chat about them and they tell a big long story about their backstory. Yeah, um, it's it's a show that uh, you know has a lot of heart in it, obviously, but the talent has just been really, really crazy. So that that's that part for me has been. Uh, really eye-opening and just mind-blowing, really. We have to talk about your other side hustle, which is fantastic. You have re- recently released a book, Sing Your Name Out Loud. It's like a, would you say it's like a self-help book? It is, yeah, 15 Rules to Success, um, <clears throat> which is pretty crazy. I, I've worked on it for two years, and I wanted to release a talk about what the things in my life were the most uh in terms of my success and why and how I got to where I am, mm-hmm. you know, so broke it down into 15 rules uh, that I thought were things that made me who I am today. I've downloaded the the book and the audio version and you're actually reading it out. Is it true that you recorded it in Australia? So you're concerned that you're giving an Aussie accent? <laughs> I did. <laughs> Yeah, which took uh, a lot of hours, as you can imagine. But yeah, I was I was an Aussie. Because yeah, I heard I heard that people were saying that you you were concerned that you were giving an Aussie accent because the guy recording it was talking to you, and you're like, wait a minute, <laughs> wait a minute, that's not my voice. <laughs> yeah, yeah you, you know, being over there for for a, a couple months to do that to you, uh, mate. This is the thing with your success. What people don't realise is you're not just a performer, a singer. You you're a businessman, and I was watching um you on a podcast. And I love that you are, you're, is it true your biggest money maker is a car wash business that you own? Yeah, it's called uh, Rocket Car Wash. Yeah. Um, and we have, you know, uh, over 200 um, something locations uh, in America. And, you know, since I've done that interview, uh, so many people have been asking us to like franchise it, which is, which is pretty crazy. Because yeah. it's all privately owned. 
um, and we kept it, you know, to ourselves. But now people are wanting to be a part of it, so we're really considering that. How often do you get down there and spray yeah, the cars with the good. water? Are you, are you hands on? <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I definitely de- definitely need to be a little more hands on. <laughs> 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 nah, you know, you're <laughs> uh, Jason Drulo, the boys and I have been talking because, of course, you you know you're here for the voice, but Fridays Live uh, mm. is coming back which is huge, and it's coming back in November. And we don't know the lineup, but we're hoping that you're on it. Ha- is there room in your schedule mm. in November? <laughs> Ooh. Ooh. What, 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 what are the dates? What are the dates? We don't know yet. You, we don't know. You, so <laughs> you November, tell us November. what you've been booked for. Well, to be fair, if you're available, we'll move the dates. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Yeah, okay. Let me, let me, let me try to move a couple of things around. You know, okay. I, I need more time. The more time in Aussie, the better. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, uh, no. You reckon he's already signed off? Of course on, he has. You can hear it in his voice. Are you, are you a good liar? Because I'm getting the vibe here you're a bad liar. But he's not going to say he is. Well, Who, me? Yeah. No, no, no. no. Who, no. Me? With my reputation? <laughs> <laughs> I, um, you, <laughs> you recently also threw a, um, a birthday party for your son. Is it, is it true that your, your son had a 30 grand birthday, second for birthday second? party? Yeah. Man, listen, uh, one thing uh, led to another. It was like, oh, that would be so cool. Oh, oh, it would be nice. Oh, they would have fun doing that. Oh, they could get their face painted. Man, this is Los Angeles. Los Angeles, mm-hmm. everything add up. Yeah. So every little thing um, yeah, added up to a, a crazy, crazy bill. Um, and he won't even remember it. So, <laughs> <laughs> Especially when they like fall a... asleep and you're oh, like, but yeah, we like enjoyed a... it. And there was right a couple of photos. Yeah. <laughs> no, I'll be, if he did, I'd be like, wake up. Wake, wake up right now. <laughs> get up, get up. Um, so, but, I mean, that means you got to go bigger and better for, no. for three and four. Like... <laughs> I don't know about that. No. <laughs> oh, you think it's done now, is it? No, you have to. Oh, yeah. Next year is just, you know, it's going to be us and the fam, and we're just going to you know, cut a really small cake. <laughs> yeah. <that's laughs> we, have, we, we, we have to make up for it on the other end. You know, now now yes. that was a 30, you know, so you got like three more years of no yeah. um, birthday party, and then, yeah, it all evens out. I get it. You're, you're a one-on, one-off sort of family. You know, if you've had one last year, you don't get one next year. <laughs> I don't want to spoil them. Oh, I don't want them to be spoiled. terrible. That's terrible, man. <laughs> no, that's what Abby does. No, that's what I do. That's what I do, Jason. You can't afford one every year. I mean, you can, but I can't. <laughs> this will be, the difference will be for, for Jason, though. Jason will be like, look, you're not having a party, but I'll buy you a Lambo instead. All I'll right? give you a part of the car wash. Oh. <laughs> hey, we're just jealous you're not our dad, Jason, you know? Uh, Buddy, great to talk to you. Um, as always, uh, The Voice, it starts August 6th, uh, 7 p.m. We can watch it there on Channel 7. It's going to be another great year. Um, and we find out the lineup for uh, Friday's Live this Friday. We officially get told, and we look forward to seeing your name on there. <laughs> All right, we'll see. We'll see. We'll see. We'll see. Hey, good on, you, good on you, buddy. Nice to chat. All right, guys. See you, man. There he is. Jason Derulo on the air here at B105. It's Stav, Abby and Matt morning. Stav, Abby and Matt on B105. Dear Abby. Sometimes in life, gets real. And that's when you need Abby to help. I'm trying to help you. I got a a DM. Mm. And it was a dear Abby. And it was as a result of I posted a video of us saying that uh, my husband would just leave and I'll have to go, do you mind if I go and have a shower? Mm. And we're going back and forward about complaints. And then she said that she dropped a bombshell on her husband and she just doesn't know if she's going to be better off for it 
or not. Okay. So she's written, hey, hey, Abby. Uh, new rebate changes in childcare have done absolutely nothing for us considering our childcare increased their fees on the same day the rebates happened. So it was really much of a muchness. Yay. We still have one in childcare and we have three at school and I'm just absolutely burnt out and I told my husband I want to drop down to part-time. I have done the calcul. I haven't done the calculations, but all my friends say that. Well, you know what? We were better off when I worked part time, as they have more time and not less money. Because when you consider all the rebates, you get more back from mm-hmm. childcare. She said uh, we also wouldn't have to do after school care every night. Mm-hmm. I'm overdoing all the washing and the shopping on the weekend. I said to my husband, if I work three days a week, I've got two to be able to do the rest. And on the weekend, I feel like we can just enjoy. I'm overworking five days a week and I think we would be better off. He's really concerned about the money saying, hey, this is now not the time when everything's being more expensive. But I want to know, have people been better off dropping down to part time? Mm-hmm. 13, 10, 16. It's funny how that works, isn't it? I don't know if this, this is the only country where you get penalised for the harder that you do work. I reckon if you're doing an extra job, you shouldn't get taxed more. No. That, to me, seems ludicrous. You should be tax-free. Okay, good on you. If, well, if you're going to have a dig, you hook in, bro. If you're willing to put yourself yeah. out there and, and work more mm. and hustle, then, yeah, absolutely, I think you should be rewarded for it. But we're not. So normally I'd say don't do that. Don't be like, oh, I just want to... Sit back and get the welfare checks kind of deal. But I do feel like it's such a struggle. I know Scotty and I work full time, and you mm. guys, you know, where your wives work full time, and it's mm. just it's hard. I, I guess flexible hours for cats. Mm. Just yeah, and I, that makes a difference, doesn't it? Because someone's home. Yeah, hundred yeah. percent. When we had Xander, we lived in Melbourne. Mm. We didn't have any family there. He was uh, one. Esther was working full time. And uh, it was really hard because Ethan was a lot younger as well. And I worked late at night. I was doing afternoons. And she cut back to four days. And we worked out that by paying that one less a day childcare childcare, and her not working, it was like $100 a fortnight Mm. less that we made overall. So in our overall take home, we missed $100 a fortnight. But she didn't have to work two days in that fortnight. Mm. So she would be home and then the stress that it took off her, mm-hmm. our family. It was so much worthwhile. And and actually, I think in the long run, you probably save a bit more money because you're not running here, there and maybe mm. grabbing yeah. takeaway on that day to make life a bit easier mm-hmm. and stuff like that. It actually like was a lot better. are stretched. And if you actually take a sit down, you kind of go, oh, yeah. I don't know. Is it work-life balance that mm. everyone's talking about? I can understand it. Because yeah. then she sent me a video and I started, like, crying, which is, you know, the kids only have you as their favourite for 10 years. There's this video going viral yeah, at the moment saying right. that once they get to 10, then their friends become more important and yep. they grow up and their partners become more important. So yep. they like that quality time. I'm sitting at like, home oh. playing them with slime by myself watching the Octonauts. It's a nightmare. <laughs> <laughs> but I guess if you've done the calculations and you've dropped work but then be more beneficial because you've got extra rebates for childcare, mm-hmm. yeah. I'd love to hear if that's that's worked out for you, 13, 10, 60. Uh, Belle is on with us. Uh, yeah. What happened with you? Hey, how's it going? Good. Great. Um, well, I've got three children ranging from nine to 15, and I've pretty much been a stay-at-home mum for the, almost the 16 years because when my older two, they're only 15 months apart, when they were about two and three, well, I thought, okay, maybe we'll try and put them in childcare, go back to a bit of part-time work, um, and it ended up costing us money. Yeah, right. 
So because it put us over the threshold for any rebates. You know, my husband was just working hard trying to provide for us. And yeah, it literally ended up costing us money. And that's when we went, you know what, just stay at home. And then when those two were both in school, um, I had my third daughter. And it was just this time we just went, you know what, she's just going to be at home because we literally can't afford to put her into childcare mm. and for me to work. We couldn't afford for me to work. That really doesn't sound right. But it doesn't, does it? Though? Like, I mean, it's not like you, yeah, I, I agree. Like you kind of go, wait a minute, what's the point of me missing out on that home time if it's not of benefit? Like I know mm. you kind of have to make the sacrifices to get by if, it, if it's of benefit, but if you're not earning any money from it and it's costing you. Exactly. So when my older two, I'm not going to go back to work until my older two have finished high school. Wow, right. So we've just made that plan because, Literally, we can't afford it. Like, it sounds really stupid when you say it like that. But yeah. it literally, we did all the math. My husband is like a budget spreadsheet dude. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And which helps us. But we actually realized we were actually losing quite a lot with me just working. And that's the thing there, Belle, isn't it? That your, your husband is a budget spreadsheety dude, as you said. But there's a lot of people that don't have that mental ability well, and wouldn't be able to work this yeah. out for themselves. I mean, there's some people that do. I know a lot of my friends have done it. I guess they're so scared of losing their career, uh, so that's why they'll do it. But yeah. then at the same time, they kind of go, wait a minute, <laughs> is it worth it? That's mm. right. Uh, Lucy's there. 131060 is our number. Um, how did it work out for you? Um, I worked full-time since I was 16 when I left home, mm. and so it was really hard for me to um, get my head around the fact of working part-time. But when I had my second child, I went back to full-time work. And with the amount that the childcare cost me, I was only earning $50 more to work full-time versus part-time. By mm. the time I paid the childcare fees, I was only getting $50 extra into my bank account to work an extra, I think it was like 12 and a half hours or something a week versus the part-time. <laughs> mm. So it yeah. doesn't really work out when you have to then work at home when you get home from work as well. So. Yeah. You can't really justify that for $50. Myself, I could not. And I'm guessing you felt a little less stress being able to do stuff during the week. Oh, 100%. Like, you felt more on top of everything. Um, you weren't rushing around on the weekend trying to get everything done. But, yeah, when you put it on pen to paper, it definitely does not work out worth working full-time, even though you think that's what you should be doing as a parent. I wonder how many people listening now are going to go home yeah. tonight and actually sit down and work, work out. that out because you're right, 50, 60 bucks is, is not worth Well, that's, a, two that's days work. the system that needs to change then, isn't it? Correct. Well, if anything, that's your petrol to go to and from work for the other three days or two days or whatever yeah. it is. So um, while I have you, do you guys mind if my children say hello? They're really excited that oh, I yeah. got on yeah, the radio. Sure. Right, for sure. No. Say hello. Hi. Hey, guys. Hey. Hello. Hello. <laughs> Thanks, guys. No worries. You're welcome. No worries. Uh, but, there we go. But that, that being said, about yeah. the, the system meaning to change, maybe it doesn't need to change. People just aren't using it properly, you know, because this works for well, people. I think, no, and but then that's you what get I'm some saying, time back. But it's not the same as well. If it's going off income, it, maybe it is opportunity where it's just, I don't know. There are countries that do free childcare. Yeah. But maybe the more tax you pay, the more rebate you should get. Maybe. You know what I mean? Like if Crazy. you're contributing. It's, what I'm saying is it's just not brought across the system where, mm. uh, sorry, yeah. it's not for everyone if that makes any sense. Mm. 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 Uh, all right. Well, if you've uh, ever got something you want us to discuss and get your help with, uh, dear Abby at b105.com.au. Stab Abby and Matt on B105. 
It's Tradie Chat Tuesday. Well, he's Abby's Ken doll, but unlike Ken, he's got it all. On the weekend, he likes a few, and the only Barbie he knows is the barbecue. It's time to head to Abby's house and Scotty Too Hotty for Tradie Chat Tuesday. Hi, Stabby. Yeah, done yourself again there, mate. Thank you, thank you. Always resetting the bar there, Scotty. He is actually a bit of a a Ken doll. (laughs) Just, uh, he's been... Yeah, so he was vacuuming the other day. Mm. Hot. Hot. I think you can say he's just got a mound and nothing else. <laughs> Spoiler alert. <laughs> <laughs> I got a big dub bonnet, yes. <laughs> and he was vacuuming and then he just goes to me, 79.2. And I was like, what? 79.2. Can you believe him? 79.2. And I was like, what do you mean? He what just was throat- talking about his weight. His weight. Yeah. Yeah, but I was like, oh, it just yeah. randomly came out of nowhere. He's like, look at me. Look yeah. at me. Look at me. Look look what you've yeah. got. I know, no, look at you. Jeez, I tell you what, I'm I'm, I'm the being the fittest I've ever been, I reckon, since I was 18. Well done, mate. Mm. Yeah. This mm. bloody footy thing I'm doing. Oh, yeah. That, I thought. Yeah, that'll help. Mm. Yeah. Mm. The training and the... The beer. It's, uh, it's and the, the training. Beer, cutting down and the training. And the beer. And then the... Yeah, anyway. Carrying the weight of the team, though, is probably oh, what's really and hard this for you at the moment. You know, <laughs> Scotty? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, Matty, you know, the kids, they're all asleep still. Oh, yeah. wow. Hey. Oh, we had a bit of a rough night. Hey, Scotty, um, tell tell Matt and Stav, how many people <coughs> were on the reserves for the game on Saturday and then how many reserves did you have at the end? Oh, yeah. Yeah, look, uh, we started with a pretty solid bench. We even gave the opposition five uh, guys. I think we had about 16 to 18 players on the bench. So you had uh, you had sixteen on the bench waiting to go on yes, the field. Yes, and then we ended up with how many rotations at the end of the game? So what did have you just guess? have? To, did you just have two teams and you just keep swapping? No, have a guess how many uh, were on the at the end. Uh, like the thirty. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, you mean how many got hurt and then couldn't play on all, all of them? All of them. I'd say two. I reckon you had two left. Ah, uh, Stabby's right. Yeah. Zero on the bench, and I was trying to come off too, and they're like, nah, nah. mate, you still got three minutes. We've got no change. You're going to have to stay out there. Go down the back line. And you should see me. I like They look at me all the time because I'm like, I was watching my other like other son. Sorry, I was watching wow. my son. You're my husband. Yes. And uh. I, one of the other kids had a birthday party, so I was at the top, and I was like, are you for real, guys? Are you for real? And everyone's like coming off, broken fingers. I was like, yep, wow. no worries. Keep going. Okay. They sound like sook, Scotty. Run it off. Oh, mate, yeah. It's Look, over 45. It's... Run it off. Yeah, got broken... Your body starts to break down after uh, 40, I reckon. Mm, yeah. Mine started so shout out to ago. all those. Yeah, yeah. Maddie, see, so you've done your knee. You did your knee or whatever. You did his ankle. Ankle, sorry. Mm. Yeah. Yes, and he learnt not to go back. You've done your knee before, and look at you go. Yeah, who are we talking to here? <laughs> <laughs> Did you have anything you wanted to talk about today, oh, yeah, by the way? Sorry, <laughs> uh, I was just going to talk about what's the... Yeah, look, I like, you know, I love the footy chat. Um, but uh, I was going to talk about, um, you know, what's the worst thing you hate about your job. Mm. One of the things you don't like about your job, and I reckon mine is having foreign objects in your body. Uh, what do you so, do for a living? <laughs> Only fans? <laughs> <laughs> No, I'm talking about the old Master Splinter. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Master Splinter. 
<laughs> Can't be honest though. That was that was a huge splinter because normally like he used to let me get them out, yeah. but he doesn't anymore because he's like I know my pain threshold and he doesn't like it if I like jab at it. He wasn't ready. But this nah. one was this like one was this one was huge. Yeah, right. And yeah. it's just oh, it was deep. Yeah, it was the worst thing. I had to dig at it for five minutes yeah. and I will try and find it. Yeah. Oh yeah. Anyway, that's probably my one of my worst things. I like. You know, mm. hate about my job, really. Mm. Or otherwise not getting paid. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You guys, I'm thinking probably early morning starts. Yeah, especially in winter. Yeah. Mm. I don't does, like the early morning. suck. Mm. Winter. It's the lack of being able to do stuff that, like the night before Nighttime. and stuff. You know what I mean? Like it really does. Yeah, true, I, I mean, it works two ways. It's a great excuse to not do stuff, yeah. but it does also <laughs> stop you from doing stuff. Yeah, but stuff, I'm going yeah. back to it. I can't stop doing stuff now because our eldest is getting older. Like I was at tennis last night mm. till late, so I didn't go to bed till late by the time. Mm. Yeah, he yeah. does. Yeah. Well, the time he goes to bed, he's yeah. getting later and later now, isn't he? And they say sleep deprivation joyous. is the worst form of torture. Yeah. You know? yeah. yeah. So last night was not a good night, but. You're still here. Still on. Here, and keep, you, on, keep on keeping on. And you don't have any foreign objects in your body that I'm that aware of. you know of. <laughs> <laughs> Use the app, Scotty. Use the app. <laughs> we don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> Good to chat to you, buddy. All right, you have a lovely day, people. Good on you, mate. Love you, Ken. Stab Abby and Matt on B105. Forgive me for being so inquisitive. Do you mind? Do you mind, Do you mind if I ask you a personal question? Do you mind if I ask? This is when we speak to people that have had extraordinary lives. Maybe they've got something different about themselves, but this is a very amazing man. His name is Danny. You can check him out on TikTok. Uh, Danny, what's your TikTok? That's a great question. <laughs> it's my name, so Dean McCarty. There you go. There you go. You're a former police uh, sergeant and now you're working as a private detective, um, a private investigator. You've worked on some big cases. Do you mind telling us what sort of cases you have worked on? Yeah, I was fortunate or maybe unfortunate enough to work on uh, some of the biggest ones that took place between 2000 and about 2017. Mm -hmm. Um, So I worked very strongly um, on the Cronulla riots. Um, The last big one I had before I left was the Link Cafe siege. Wow. And is that the one that ended in you getting actual threats from ISIS terrorists? Yeah, well, I kind of sort of had that coming in some of the other work I had done, mm-hmm. um, but that probably stamped uh, a bit more of a uh, profile for me. That must have, that must be kind of seen as a badge of honour in the force, so. Oh, look, I, mean, I always have this saying, don't judge me by my friends, judge you by my enemies. Yeah. 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 And how do you, like, how do they get those threats to you? I was actually through Facebook. Oh, wow. Okay. So they yeah. just message you on Facebook and say we're coming for you? Something like that. Um, our international uh, intelligence agency has also intercepted messages and sort of informed my chain of command. Um, but, yeah, uh, they found interesting ways to get uh, the message across. Mm. I, w- I was reading, um, you were talking about the rights that you were involved in, and I believe it was the day sort of after the Cronella rights when there was rumours that um, a mosque was going to be bombed. And were you mm, yeah. the only police officer that was there at the time? So initially, because we didn't really take it seriously, because we knew that's not, just not going to happen. Mm. Uh, <laughs> Anyone who's worked in Southwest Sydney knows the community and knows, um, you know, their links and the networks. And it wasn't just not going to be a feasible threat. But unfortunately, people that don't know the area came down and was mainly people that had nothing to do with the local area. Mm-hmm. Um, so initially, the response was just myself and the community liaison officer just to stay, like walk the beat, walk the streets, uh, just sort of gauge the temperature of, the, of what was happening. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and that just it unfortunately escalated very quickly. 
Do you mind if I ask you on your on your second career, a private investigator? I can imagine that's a lot more boring than movies have made it out to be. <laughs> you, you, look, you'd think so. Yeah. Um, I, to be honest, we love it. I mean, it's it's been the easiest way to recruit former detectives um, mm. from the police mm-hmm. because they've had the chance to bring their skills over mm. and not lose the you know the diversity in work, the magic. You know, um, there's still the thrill there. Right, great. To be honest, without all the like the rubbish bureaucracy and paperwork. Yeah. yeah. Right. <laughs> so at 131060, um, Danny is on. Any any questions that you want to know about, he is willing to answer them right now. Um, wh- why did you leave the police force in 2017? Look, to be honest, I probably thought about leaving since the second day. <laughs> <laughs> right. 18, 18's years worth of, you know, every now and then, let's just type up a resignation letter. Yeah. Um, but... Look, a lot of things sort of came into play, but I actually got uh, an amazing opportunity. Someone sort of coached me um, from the corporate sector. And for that time in my life, I just had my third third child. Mm -hmm. And um, the police have this weird system where you get promoted and lose money. (laughs) (laughs) Well, yeah, the higher you go, the less you get paid. It was weird, yeah. One of the ranks, um, to, actually, to get the sergeant, I, I had to wait three years to catch up to my to my money. So, wow. Why? Um, it's because they have this amazing... This is New South Wales, mind you. This is, I don't mm. think this is across the board. I hope not. I hope you guys don't have it. Um, probably explains the exodus. But mm. um, there's a rank that they sort of want to keep you on the road. So you have the senior guys stay, the veterans can teach the junior ones. Mm-hmm. So they pay you a bit better if you've got more than seven years service and it's competitive, so you, depending how well you perform. Right. So once you've got it, you kind of don't want to get off it. Mm. And the, the next rank above, which is sergeant, which is a lot more responsibility for less money. Yeah, right. <laughs> but wow. you can't go further than that without doing that rank. So yeah. it's a means to an end, if that makes sense. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Like answer a, answer this, this one for me, Danny, because um, yeah. you're out now, so you can be honest about it. <laughs> oh, that's what I love. Do you? <laughs> I've got a lot. <laughs> Do the traffic cops, the ones who are out there doing the uh, speed cameras and stuff, do oh, they have do they have budgets? Do they have quotas quotas that they've got to get? Yeah, I love this question, mate. Um, look again, I can speak for New South Wales behalf. Mm-hmm. Our patrol, which are affectionately known as the cockroaches in the, in the force, mm-hmm. um, basically there are no sort of financial quotas. But I'll tell you right now, if you come back with a zero return. You haven't justified your existence for the day. Yeah, right. Just say everyone was really well behaved. I couldn't believe it. I was shocked myself. (laughs) Because if you can say you've been out on the road on the for ten hours, you know, on you know, monitoring the the main highways and roads, and Mm -hmm. nobody even went through a you know give way sign without stopping, all that kind of stuff, then you're you're dreaming. So they take it as you're not doing any work if you're not finding you know if you're not actually finding people that are committing you know infringements makes sense oh, yeah see that's a tough one why can't you just say mm. i just gave everyone a warning they really took it on board <laughs> here are the selfies i took with them you're doing yourself a disservice then because the next day should be even quieter mm, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well i'll tell you what the issue is like we have the ability to you know you can use your discretion and give someone a warning you can for certain offenses mm. right but here's the thing: you're gonna you're gonna record it. It's the same amount of paperwork as giving a ticket, yeah. right? And then what happens is, if imagine that car two hours later is involved in a serious motor vehicle crash, yeah, that's you're true. recorded it, yes. you're the one to them over. You gave them a warning, and good luck in the coroner's court. Like yeah. there's just yeah. dramas. Yeah, it's yeah. fair enough. One more question. Okay. Yeah. Yours. All right. Did drugs ever go missing <laughs> from the evidence room when you were a police officer? <laughs> well, you know what's funny, right? So. When you say you do a search warrant, 
you've got an, an office called the exhibits officer. Mm -hmm. Now, that's the bane of everyone's existence. You're basically the shit kicker if you get that job, right? Mm. So if you're, if you're the most junior guy, you've annoyed the sergeant, you'll probably get exhibits officer. So you have to log everything that they've seized. So if they take drugs and all that kind of stuff, it's got its own packaging, it's its own sealing system. There's like seven different layers of protections in this process. Mm -hmm. And then there's a safe that only one person in the station has access to. Like there's all this stuff that comes comes into play. It's it's the worst work. No one likes to do drug work for this purpose. Right. It's like the most police police system. Um, so for me, sometimes, in my, <laughs> yeah, in my in my career, I, because I didn't really do drug work. Right. You know, I, so I didn't get to see the volume that other officers would take. It's not wasn't one of my kind of desires. I did other stuff. Mm -hmm. yeah. um, so I didn't see what others would would have sort of come across. But in my experience, like in my twenty years or so, and I didn't see any of that go missing. Other things, things that were missing that were more serious were like guns. You know, so yeah. that's what everybody worries about. You know. So any questions you might have, thirteen ten sixties, willing to answer them? Uh, Mitch in Redcliffe, you're up first. Morning. Uh, do you mind if I ask, you, back when you were a cop, did you used to get more attention from the ladies? Did you find for now? <laughs> Only ladies with an agenda, mate. <laughs> oh, i got some parking fines they'd like you to get rid of afterwards. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, I was just interested yeah. if they were attracted to you at the time. Like, you know, did you find that there was, yeah, when you talked about what you did, if they found it more attractive? <laughs> well, see, my, my drama is when I was in uniform, um, I was, it was pretty full on in my day. So it was like, we were like the murder capital of the country, mm. you know, violent crime. It was full on in those days. So if we were coming to your house, it wasn't for good, for a good reason. Um, yeah. but then I sort of specialized in sort of child protection, domestic violence, you know, that kind of stuff. So mm. it was, you had to be really careful. They were, they were like uh, sensitive victims and, you know, so it's, mm. my, my career was kind of weird that way. To be honest, I think I did I did better when I was doing more like the happy fuzzy stuff like youth work. And yeah. Kind of yeah. Mitch, were you thinking of enlisting for the women? Oh, hang on. You know, always. <laughs> yeah, right. Okay. <laughs> uh, Lorinda in Callenbau, you're on with Danny. Good morning, Danny. Do you mind if I ask, do you remember me from Bankstown? I used to work with you. What's your name? Lorinda White. Yes, I do. How are you? Yeah, I'm good. How are you? To be I'm fair, you wouldn't say do. otherwise, would you, really? <laughs> yes, I do. I mean, yes, of course. Yeah, no, I've been out since 2017. Oh, wow, same as me. Yeah, oh. yeah. But I live in sunny Queensland now. Oh, look at that. See, reunions over the year, I like it. Yeah, there yeah. you go. <laughs> that was that little treat for you there, Danny. Huh? <laughs> <laughs> Good on you. Uh, 13, 10, 60, have you got any questions for Danny, a former police officer? All right, Alicia and Bray Park, you're on with Danny. Go for it. Hi, Danny. Do you mind if I ask, how is your mental health affected after the 2014 siege? Oh, look, very good question. To be honest, most, most will tell you my mental health probably affected way before that. Um, and that's probably my wife. But mm. but in terms of um, PTSD, like on a serious note, it, you, you kind of don't know you have it until it's sort of too late, if that makes sense. Um, we In my day, there wasn't too much sort of mental health support. I'm hoping it's a lot better now, but um, it, you kind of seem like a bit of a sook if you sort of took on the options that they gave you, mm. you kind of mocked and that kind of stuff. Um, so definitely in the, in, the, in the fields I was in. So it wasn't until really late in my career that we finally got opportunities to speak to someone and not thinking it's going to go somewhere that would work against you. 
Yeah, so I oh, remember yeah. going to a really serious triple fatal car accident um, as a sergeant at Kempsey. And it, the counsellor came out and I was actually, like I was concerned about my staff because I saw the way they responded. I think it was their first fatal. Um, yeah. So I was sort of really worried about them. And, and then, but this person was really focused about me and I found that very strange because I kind of never had that. You know, it's been 17 years by then and no one had really asked how I was going. So it does manifest in your sleep and manifest in different things. But, you know, I was lucky I always had a really good supportive family and, and, and good friends. And um, so I did a lot better than, than the guys around me did. But it's a, it's a definitely it's a serious consideration for, for people on the front lines. Yeah, wow. Danny, do you mind if I ask, how frustrated do you get with the law? Because you guys as the police force, you're the ones sort of implementing it, but we get frustrated when we see people, you know, out on parole and they commit another crime and often it can be a serious situation. How frustrated do you get by that as a police officer? Look, we, again, because of the areas I was in, um, I I can't deal with, you know, people that offend on children back out. Like it it was a real, real bugbear, or much worse than that Mm -hmm. for me. Um, And, I don't know if it's literally the law that's the issue and the, or the actual application of our system uh, yeah. and what, you know, sort of the adjudication process is and what we decide. The burdens of evidence are significant, right? Um, and, and it's the best way to, to sort of explain it is it's like we're playing football and our team has to play by the rules and the other one doesn't. Yeah, right. You know what I mean? So yeah. I mean, it's really tough um, in terms of with all the work you need to do to get this over the line. But then if you consider the serious consequences of finding someone guilty who's innocent, you know, um, mm. you kind of you can understand it now that I'm outside it. I deal a lot with that now. Most of my work is with lawyers, mm. um, so I do look at sort of police briefs and think, oh, what the hell are they doing? Um, and then you see how people can actually get away with stuff, and sometimes it's purely because you haven't followed procedures or you haven't got enough. But mm. um, certain crimes, you just can't get the evidence. I mean, sexual assaults—it's you know your word against hers or whatever. And it's very difficult to get the... And they're really serious crimes and they don't get out of the line. Yeah. Uh, well, mate, thank you so much. Sorry we couldn't get to everyone's questions. There are a lot uh, on here for you today. So if people want to check you out uh, on TikTok, they can do that as well. Um, appreciate your honesty, buddy. Thanks yeah, for coming on. Very interesting. No, thanks for having me. Much appreciate it. Stab Abby and Matt on B105. Who's up for doing a bit of an experiment and a relationship experiment? Try anything once, twice, just to make sure. Yeah, you ready? I'll try anything once, twice, if I don't cramp up. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) I want you to do it for a week, so I hope you got the stamina for it. (laughs) And people listening need to try it because this uh, lady, uh, Aston Simmons, has said that it's changed her relationship for the better because she realised that she finished work early or maybe she's a stay-at-home mum, I'm not sure, and the kids when her husband would come home, would be so excited that they would run to the door and be like, Dad, Dad, and give a big hug. Mm -hmm. And that often happens in our household, whether I'm coming home or my husband's coming home. And she realised that when her husband walked through the door, then she would tell him all the issues with the kids that day or any complaints that she had. Mm -hmm. But she was like, wait a minute, why don't I try the happy dog hack? Which is when you come home, Mm. the dog is always happy to see you. Mm-hmm. It unconditionally loves you. Mm. It's just... I'd love Esther to hunt my leg when I walk in the door. Well, you don't have just a dog, so obviously that's not... But you've got to remember when Gus... Mm. Like, he's just always happy to see you, isn't he? Mm-mm. What? Yeah. What do you mean? Uh, when Cat and Rory comes home, bounces all over them. When I come home, he, sit, he goes and sits on his bed and waits for me to go over to him and pat him and say, he's a good boy. So he's not happy? Uh, he's respectful. 
Okay, well, this is not called the respectful dog you, hat. This is, that is what called... Pat and Roy do as well? They just sit on the, They just wait, you come <laughs> over, and you yeah. pat him, you go. Okay. Oh, he's hungry. Well, my dog is <laughs> just so excited. Like, he even talks. He's like... So she said that she tried this, and it's been so positive that when she hears that he's coming home, she'll drop everything that she's doing and run to the door and just be excited to see him. <laughs> And give him a big hug. She said even if she's like cooking and she can't, yeah. she'll meet him in the hallway or just be conscious to be able to do it. So just for a week, you need to try the happy dog hack. Well, so we do it to our wives. We do the happy dog. You're, you're the happy dog. If you're the one that's home, then you do it to her. Yep, yep. Okay, even if she's coming up from downstairs because she works at home, mm-hmm. when she comes up, you're like, ah! And go and give her a big hug. I know what she'll say to me. Get away from me? I yeah. don't have time right now. <laughs> <laughs> okay, maybe it only works. When we put the kids to bed, maybe. Mm. Well, whatever, what, what, whatever what? you know that she would like, whether yeah. it's just like, you know, for me, I always like a kiss on the forehead and be mm. like, everything's going to be okay. Yeah. So he would do that. So whatever you think that she would... Mm-hmm. Like, unless it is leave you alone and then... <laughs> then try that. If it makes her happy, it's still working. Yeah. The experiment's still, yeah. still working. Yeah. yeah. I get what you're saying. It's it's a nice to come home and walk in the door and it's like, oh, it's so great to see you. Here's your comfortable place, not here's all the worries that and all the stresses yeah. of what's going on. Just light up when that person comes in so mm. that they know that you are so excited to see them and happy to see them. Ash, our producer, I sent this to her, and she said she does this every day. Mm. And I was like, oh, my God, that's so good. I do do it with Scotty occasionally. And mm. she said, no, I do it to the dog. <laughs> oh, she lights up to see her dog, yeah, and I was not like, her partner. That is, that, that is the happy dog. Like that's mm. <laughs> Right, so she's the dog to the dog. Yes. The not the happy like, dog oh, to her damn, boyfriend. <laughs> You've only been gone an hour. <laughs> wow. But don't, what, what, what do right. other people do? Because don't, don't you do that when, you, when, my, when your partner comes home? You're, hey, my wife's home. But Yay. I think you go way over the top of what she's saying, like really make it an happy event. Dog. Yeah, like, it's um, confusing for you because you've got a respectful dog. stuff. Yeah, you could do that. Yeah. You could do that. Whatever you, whatever right. you want to. Yeah. Uh, cool. Mm, give it a go. All right. <laughs> Stab Abby and Matt on B105. When you're travelling around the world or, you know, even in Australia and you look forward to going to that one thing and you're like, oh, this is going to be great. And you go there and it just so happens. Timing is wrong. And it's closed. Uh, like when the maybe Grinch Wells went to Wally World. Yeah, maybe it's under repair. Mm. Because uh, a lot of visitors have been outraged with our beach, talking about Streets Beach at mm-hmm. South Bank. It's such a novelty. Yeah. Does Brisbane have a beach? Well, actually, it does. Really? And then you go there and it's just big swimming pool. But regardless, it's, got it's quite an attraction. Yeah. It does have a sand. It's a beach. You can even go there for uh, life-saving for little nippers, which mm. is very funny. I don't want any of them saving me, but, you know. <laughs> Well, maybe if the if the water's calm on a flat day, yeah. you give them a run. And you know what? You can drown yeah. in whatever water. It can be even mm. a, even a bathtub. So you are right. They are doing training. Uh, but there has been uh, a lot of families that are like, what? What is going on? Mm. We came to he- Brisbane for the World Cup and the beach is shut. That's yep. one of the attractions that you advertise. Happened so there's a lot of sad faces mm. of people at the beach. They've taken photos, put it in the ground. Imagine if they yep. get there and they look at that at South Bank and they mm. go, well, this is what it's going to be like. Let's not bother going to the Gold Coast either. <laughs> 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 if they're going to drain all their beaches. I know. Like, get around, see a lot of Queensland. Yeah. But it is, I mean, we went to Santa Cruz because mm. it's got the big roller coaster. Oh, yeah, on the, the, on the, on pier, the pier, the wooden one. Famous mm. roller coaster. Now, I hate roller coasters. I hate that because I'm so yeah. scared. Scotty loves them. So that's why we we did a road trip to that place mm. for that. And then when we got there, it was shut. Uh, and he's like, 
I said, do you want me to take a photo of you at the front? He goes, no, I want to take a photo on it. And I was like, well. <laughs> we can't. You can't go on it. But it is just you get there and you go. Oh. It's well, a real disappointment, yeah. Then you've only got a photo to remind you of how depressed you were that That's you didn't true. get to go on it. Yeah. You know? like but can yeah. I say, we remember that place because of the bat. <laughs> Mm. Well, that's that's true. You've got that story now, don't yeah. you? Yeah. yeah. I went to the Valley of the Giants in um, Western Australia. It's these massive, massive redwood um, trees. They're huge, yeah. like prehistoric. We drove, I think, like eight hours, and that was shut. And I was like, how do you shut nature? It's just treat. How can it be shut? It's a forest. How do you shut the forest? Conservation reasons. Yeah. 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 What, what, did, is that what they said? They're like, we're letting it. Let, we're letting, letting them have it, some grow time. Letting like, it have some they're worn out. time from the tourist trumpet all over. <laughs> yeah. yeah. There was a cool one, though. We, we went to a different one. They have fire trees in Western Australia where um, they're so tall that you, you climb all the way up and you can see yeah. any bushfires and stuff. But oh. That was fun. That one was open. But, yeah. And th- especially if you've got kids. I mean, imagine if you went to Disneyland and that was shut for repairs. I think you do. I think you yeah. do a bit more research on that. One. It's only when the rides are shut. Like that can happen. You can go to a theme park sometimes yeah. and you like shut. amp it up, and then you get there and they're like, "It's under repair." Mm. But then you also can't be angry about that because I kind of like my theme parks that are high on maintenance. Yes, that's true. So that's you a know, great point. Mm. Can't really get upset, but they can use that as an excuse as well, which is really annoying because you can't go no. I'm sure it's fine. You're lying. Yeah. yeah, people get annoyed. I'm like, oh, do we want... It's like with a plane. Oh, for technical reasons, we can't... Yeah. But that's stupid. Put this plane up there. Okay. But the issue with that is, is that you can't fight that. You know, they they might, they might won't just say, we're understaffed or we haven't got around no. to getting the sandwiches on the plane yet. Mm. If they say technical, that. so they, would I. They would say, I'm so sorry, we've just realised that these sandwiches are out of date. We're not going to get up in the air. And sorry, we're actually out of beer. So if we could all yeah. locate to a different yeah. plane... The pilot's hung over, so we've had to call in a new one. <laughs> Just sit tight, everyone, and away we go. Uh, but thirteen ten sixty—that's what we want to know this morning. Did you go somewhere, and it was shut? Like you—you you spent a, a stack of money. Maybe you travelled halfway across the world, and you're like, "This is the moment. Mm. It's the only reason we're here." Yeah. This is why we're here. And it's not. And it's not there, <laughs> or you're unable to access it. All right, Shannon and Bim. Hello. Uh, where did you go to, and it was shut? Um, so me and my wife in 2018 decided to go to Paris for a week. Uh, it was half like a honeymoon. Mm-hmm. Um, the week we went there, it was apparently the same week Jay-Z and Beyonce were there filming. So we wanted to go to the Louvre, but that was shut. Oh. Um, wanted to go to the Eiffel Tower, but the lift was broken, oh. so we couldn't go there. Yeah. So I think we just resorted in going to a cafe and eating snails. <laughs> <laughs> so, hang on, were they good? <laughs> Was the Louvre shut because Beyonce and Jay-Z were yeah. filming? Is that what you're saying? Yes, yeah. They That's shut everything annoying. Down. Imagine if you had oh. planned to propose. Yeah. You yeah. know, you had that all organised and oh. then you're like, oh. Yeah. Shannon, I've been to the Louvre. You're not missing much. The the, the um, Mona Lisa's tiny. It's like a postage stamp. Yeah, but he yeah, needs... I, I have heard that. Yeah, yeah. he needs to see he himself. He wants to be punished himself. You know, he wants to <laughs> have that to make thing. Him feel he wants to see it money. so that he can go and give other people yeah. that information. I mean, I was lying. It's spectacular. But, yeah. <laughs> it saved us some money because we went to Disneyland instead. Yeah, but... there you go. Fair enough. Yeah. Fair enough. <laughs> oh, good on you, buddy. And in Bell Bowery, what was shut when you wanted it to be open? Hi, um, nature. <laughs> I uh, We had a choice of a... European holiday or a Canadian holiday right after Christmas in 2015. Mm-hmm. I chose Europe, never been skiing there. And that was the season there was no snow that winter. Oh. So we rock up and all the lift lines are shut. There's no snow. Just 
ate a lot of pizza, <laughs> walked around the town. Do they have like a, do, I, I know there is there is such a thing as grass skiing. Do they give you that as an option or, or no? We drove about um, an hour away to one resort where they had done one run with fake snow, mm. which was just like pure ice. And yeah. everybody was on it. It was awful. Yeah, yeah right. Yeah. Oh, yeah. that's <laughs> annoying. And was it like, yeah, and then, was it pumping in Canada though? Was it, were they saying like, it's oh, the best snow we've ever had ever? Powder snow, better snow ever. <laughs> and we were there for six days and on our walk to the bus the day we were leaving, started snowing. Yes. Oh, so oh, typical. Oh. So bloody yeah. typical. Nature. Nature. Darren in Upper Mount Cravat. Uh, what closed? Uh, what att- attraction was closed when you tried to go see it? Uh, theme park in Malaysia. Mm. Right. Yeah, I went over to Malaysia to Sunway Lagoon. Went down, had me togs, everything. <laughs> looked out, and it was like a big chasm. Oh. Empty. Empty. Had they drained and- it? Yeah, they drained it for maintenance and doing a new theme thing, and I and it was like ninety eight percent humidity. Yeah. There's nothing worse than the pool one, the swimming one, I think, because you can't pivot. You no, know, you've you got your not. towel and your bathers and you your boogie board. You can't say, "Oh, I, was, I didn't want to go." Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, well. I just put the towel on my head. <laughs> so yeah, this help with the help with the help sweat. Stab Abby and Matt on B105. My daughter is getting older. And she is well on her way to uh, becoming a woman. And I realized this on the weekend when uh, Kat was out. She was uh, doing a gig. And I said to Roz, um, what do you want for dinner? And she said, I don't know, whatever you want. <laughs> and then you made suggestions that which she just hated and disagreed with. And I went, oh, we're already here, are we? Are we already here? Great. Uh, fine. Why is that that women can't, you know, you, you, you pick. All right, what about Ty? No. Well, then. T- yeah, see, I never say you pick. I don't think I've ever said that. Because <coughs> I doesn't. Mm. What I do is I, I speed the process up. If Esther says whatever you feel like, I pick stuff that I know she absolutely won't want, and then three ridiculous things make her just go. Well, I'll take control back of the oh, situation. What, what sort of ridi- how ridiculous are you talking? I think you like? just got to straight away just workshop. Go, yeah, okay, great mm-hmm. point. Uh, what's your verdict on Thai? Mm-hmm. Do you think it's more of an Italian? See, Thai, I find, is always a pretty easy one to land on. Most people will say go, oh, Thai. And then she'll go, you know what, I feel like I want to be healthy. And you go, cool. And yeah. it's just a workshop. A workshop. Yeah. But then but then it doesn't start as a workshop. Well, if it was like, let's workshop what we both want for dinner at the start of that, then it would be a lot better. By saying... I don't know, you pick. Mm. That's saying let's workshop. Oh, right, 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 right. Yeah. <laughs> Good that's always, it's always yeah. the case. Uh, yeah. So I'll, it doesn't matter if you're picking a bed linen, whatever. Mm. If they say you pick, mm-hmm. it means let's talk. Let's talk. Mm. And it's, uh, you know, it was uh, takeaway and it was like my one, ooh, takeaway, let's get something mm, bad uh, for um, dinner tonight. And she's like, I'd like something. The only proviso she had was something healthy. And I'm like, this is all going pear-shaped straight yeah. from the get-go. Uh, and I looked around at something because you can put healthy into Uber Eats and it can brings you? up. Yeah, you can. It, what can you do it's healthy though? Come on. Salads delivers now. Yeah, oh, you know. cook that yeah. at home. Mm. Hello, Lamo. Here's what I suggest. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Uh, so I put in healthy and I was looking around. I was like, what about this? What about that? And she said, no. I said, well, look, you take it and you find a place. And she's like, fine. And uh, she found a place and she ordered hers. And then I ordered uh, my, it was, um, it was noodle Thai kind of thing. Uh, and I ordered a uh, beef and chicken spicy noodle. Uh, and um, then as I do, uh, when I do order Uber or anything, as soon as it says it's on its way, I track that package. I may as well be in the car. 
<laughs> the way oh, I just yeah, sit there watching sure. it. Oh, he's at the corner. Oh, he's right. The, yeah. ba- the thing we've got going... You get a bike and you're like, ah. The thing we've got going against us is there's a uh, public toilet in the park just around the corner from us, and they, oh, you're always like, why has he just stopped there? Oh, no, did uh, he take your food? You better be in the he's, car. He's, don't he's, take it. Yeah. Have you? Because I did... Um, I don't... We don't do Uber Eats normally, only because that's on celiac. You just don't yeah, order yeah. it. But I wanted to treat my husband and his mates on the work site and ordered KFC. Mm. It's changed now. Because when you order it, then you can order, do you want it delivered first? And then that's an extra fee. Yeah. And then you can automatically tip. And then I was like, well, I want him mm. to deliver it or she to deliver it. So I'm mm. going to give a tip. And then it just was not worth it. No, Might as well get in the car. It was could, so yeah. expensive. Yeah, because you, you can pay an extra three bucks for priority. Otherwise, they go to like two other stops on the way. Yeah. Yeah, it's ridiculous. But What did you, you do, know. priority? Of course I did. <laughs> I was starving. I was starving. I hadn't eaten uh, all day. And I was like, yeah, I'm gonna. this is going to be great. Ooh, yum. Oh, fantastic. And then as I was looking um, at the uh, the app to see how far away he was, I noticed a little something that uh, missed. Uh, I missed on the first pass. And the place that we ordered from is a new restaurant, and it's all vegan. Worse, plant based. That's that's vegan. vegan, isn't it? That is vegan. Mate. But you know, like like so, the beef and the chicken that I ordered. Oh, I was like, it's a broccoli. Wasn't beef with chicken. Yeah, it was. That's vegan. Well, it is vegan, but yes, you can say vegan. But this was actually like meaty. Not all vegan places do the fake meat. Oh yeah, they right. do. Right. They they yeah. say it's beef, but it's not. It's yeah. coloured it's a, it's tofu. <laughs> well, that was that's healthy. She picked it. She did. She did. And I was devastated because I was like, oh, I just wanted you know my one takeaway a, a week. I was going, oh, it's going to be great. That's so barden. <laughs> <laughs> it's a new market, but I will oh, say yeah. this because it did get there, and if I hadn't have looked. I don't think I would have known. It's come a long way. That's what we did. Remember we got the vegan food that came in? There was a place at Mount Cravat. That was a while ago, right? It's come even further. Yeah, it's good. I like it. I would actually do it again. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I was a little bit disappointed that no animal was harmed in the making of my meal, but I got over that. The plants were. The plants were. Yeah, yeah. they were crying for help when well, they were ripped out. Science, things, science so. say, apparently, yes, uh, when you do cut grass, it screams. Yeah. yeah. And the cockroaches that had to move. In the, the kitchen. Pesticides. Oh. No, no. <laughs> the coal the was burned for the fuel. Yeah, you look, still some made environmental an, still damage made happened, an impact. Yeah, so yeah. You're I, fine. I literally saved a cow you're by fine. eating that yeah, bowl, yeah, and yeah. I, that was disappointing <laughs> to me. Stab Abby and Matt on B105. Alpha Box tomorrow, the 26th of July. Here are your answers to play. Your letter is O for. Ouch. Orgasm. And some of your answers are Orlando Bloom, which is what made Abby think of that. Owl, and they don't cry when you cut them anymore. Onions. They don't cry? They or don't you don't cry? cry. Don't you just cry. said they don't, they don't cry. They don't, well, they don't cry. I still can't mm. work out why that is. So they're in a farm in Adelaide. Mm. So I said to mum to go and... That's why they don't cry. They're so happy they live in Adelaide. Some. Yeah. Um, and then they're delivered to New South Wales. Mm. They don't even sell in Adelaide. Ooh. There you go. Mm. All right. We'll see you tomorrow, everyone. Bye. Bye. <laughs> B105.